Wait, it's a Saturday. What are we doing here? It's the weekend. We should have the weekend off, right? Oh, there was a game yesterday. Well, looks like the Ducks lost to Vegas again. Let's go ahead and hit the music right now. You're locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon. Welcome to this special weekend edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You can follow the show at LO underscore Ducks. Later on in the podcast, I'll be joined by JD Young, one half of the content boys from Locked on Sharks, to talk about Ducks versus Sharks. They're playing each other Sunday late afternoon. That'll be a fun tilt. We'll talk about both of our teams and a little bit more. So stay tuned for that. Meanwhile, let's talk about the game that took place last night at the Ponda against the Vegas Golden Knights. If you heard the preview show on Friday, I did mention the power play had been clicking for the Ducks and it was clicking once again. Very quickly, the Ducks did get off to a hot start. Jakob Silverberg scored and then it was the Ben Hutton revenge tour. Yes, the former Anaheim Ducks scored on his old team, making it a 1-1 tie. Then it was the Vegas show. Jonathan Marchessault scored. The Corsi King. Nicholas Waugh scored. Nicholas Waugh scored again. Mike Amadio, the former Los Angeles King, he scored. Nick Delorier scored in between that, but it was 5-2 to two very, very quickly. John Gibson did not look comfortable in net last night. He probably could have had a better performance, but he just wasn't all that comfortable. It, it's sad, too, because we just found out, just as I recorded this, that John Gibson looked uncomfortable leaving practice. So I would assume that he wasn't going to play tomorrow anyway. But now I could safely assume that it's going to be Anthony Stolar's time for a little bit for the Anaheim Ducks. What I do want to talk about is the fact that the Ducks did not give up on this game. They were down 5-2 to two halfway through the game. There was still 10 minutes left in the second period, and they could have folded and given up. But no, they kept on pressing they started to shoot a little bit more, started to shoot a little bit better shots. That's the thing. They were starting to shoot better shots as the period went on. And eventually, the Ducks did draw a penalty, and the young kid drew a penalty there, Jamie Drysdale. By the way, Jamie Drysdale's only 19 years old, folks, and he's going to be very, very good down the line. And guess who tripped him? The former Duck, Shea Theodore. So Drysdale draws a penalty. Then it is power play time. So Jamie Drysdale is back out there once again. And this was a great power play, a very sound power play, because Drysdale was quarterback in the power play once again. He kind of did a little chip to himself, tried to get it between a defender's legs, and did so. He somehow managed to keep the puck in the zone when it looked like it was going to be chipped out by the Vegas Golden Knights. But no, Drysdale held it in. Then passed it to his right to Ricard Raquel, who then chipped it over to Trevor Zegris, who was out on the faceoff dot. And Zegris just let that one rip. I mean, I've talked about Trevor Zegris a lot on this podcast, and I'll continue to do so as long as he keeps making these great goals and these great celebrations. And Zegris knew exactly where to put it. He knew to put it glove side high, and that would make a good chance to go in against Laurent Brossois. 
Yeah, the AHL goaltender, Laurent Brossois. Not Logan Thompson, who we saw last night in Ontario playing for the Silver Knights, but it was Brossois for the Golden Knights. So Zegras' 50th of the season made it 5-3. Then the Ducks went on the power play once again. They started to draw some penalties late. Riley Smith, he got caught tripping Kevin Shattenkirk, and that's when it was like, oh, maybe we can do this again. And you know who did it? Troy Vechkin. Yeah, Troy Terry with his 28th goal of the season. Ducks fans, he could get 40 goals this season. That'd be amazing. I would love to see Troy Terry get 40 goals. It's been a long time since an Anaheim Ducks scored that much in one season. And great passing all around. Kevin Shattenkirk out to Cam Fowler, who was kind of on the point. Passed it to Troy Terry's right side. Now, Troy Terry, for what it's worth, had a spectacular goal right here where he had it right along the goal line, had it on his forehand, decided that he didn't like this angle. So he went forehand, backhand, and just roofed it against Brassois. So once again, his 28th of the season, the Ducks' second power play goal of the night, making it a 5-4 game. And by the way, the Ducks did... I was speaking of bad angle goals before I get to that. Jakob Silverberg had a really stupid bad angle goal early on where he was right on the red line, just kind of put it towards the goal. And that's one that Bruce Wall is going to want back. So speaking of bad angle goals, I think that's why Bruce Wall was guarding the line so much is because he didn't want to give him another bad angle goal. That's why Troy Terry went backhand because he knew that Brissois was going to be flanked right on the post, and he wasn't going to move. So good for Troy Terry to read that. As far as the last minute of the game, the Ducks had a shot. They were 6-on-4 against the Vegas Golden Knights because Chandler Stevenson got caught tripping Troy Terry. So the Ducks had their chance. Unfortunately, nothing went in. It was just one of those, one of those things. It, that's how it happens sometimes. The Ducks did not give up. They did try to come back and almost did. But the final score was 5-4. to four, And this does hurt them in the standings, which I will talk about with JD from Locked on Sharks momentarily. So once again, the Ducks only win one game against the Vegas Golden Knights this season. But hey, that's, that's average. That's par for the course, right? The Ducks always win just one game against Vegas. So there we go again. All right. We are going to head into the first intermission, and I'll bring JD on to talk about Ducks Sharks. It'll be a fun. It'll be a fun time, guys. I promise it'll be fun. First, I want to talk to you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you're like me, you want to keep that New Year's resolution, and you want to continue to eat healthy. So the best way to do so is to grab yourself a Built Bar that come in 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. That's right. Also, don't forget to try the Built Boost, which has their immunity boost, and the amazing Built Puffs, including my favorite flavor, the Churro Puff. So if you want to try it for yourself, head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. To get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, coming up after the intermission, JD Young is coming on. We're going to have some fun. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On. 
Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we are joined right now by JD, the other JD from Locked On Sharks. JD Young, how's it going? It is okay. <laughs> the Sharks have been a slog uh, this year, so hang it in there. <laughs> yeah, so we're having a special weekend crossover since our two teams play each other on Sunday afternoon back at the Ponda. The Ducks' last game didn't go so well against Vegas Golden Knights. I talked about that on the first segment. The San Jose Sharks, they had a pretty impressive win or a impressive win against the Seattle Kraken recently, but they also had a not-so-good loss against a team that also beat the Ducks. So both of our teams lost to Vegas. So why don't we go over the Sharks' last game first before we talk about our teams? Uh, yeah, this well, I mean, the Sharks last game by time it's they play Saturday night against Predator, but yeah, the the game against Vegas, um, the Sharks were able to muster up uh, 17 shots on goal in the whole game. Um, they had 13 shots with about five minutes left in the third period, and you know, down two goals, they were able to to scramble and get four shots on goal there. But uh, yeah, it was a brutal game for the sharks because i mean not only did they just not get any offense but james reimer who's arguably been one of their best players this year uh he left after the third period lower body injury week to week r.i.p james reimer you died doing what you love carrying a franchise on your back no kidding with a sword through him apparently yes yeah a, a la a certain other goaltender yeah, he was getting overworked recently. I think I remember hearing you say that he had played in 12 consecutive games. That was his 13th straight start. And it wasn't like Four. they were like easy starts where, you know, it was like, oh, in nice like 20, 25. No, he's he's facing like 40 shots a night. Uh, the Islanders, who are known to be the juggernaut offensive team that they are, had uh, 47 shots on goal that night when they played them. Um, you know, like playing like the Bruins was a nice, easy 30 shots uh, when they played the Bruins, uh, you know, like a week ago. So and then, yeah, the, the just constantly just giving up massive shooting nights to the other teams. And uh, poor James Reimer just, you know, he did his best out there. But yeah, they. they... Hey, I, I can relate. You know who took a lot of shots against the Sharks was Anthony Stolars against your San Jose Sharks. I was surprised to see that lopsided matchup the last time the Ducks and the Sharks faced off. This was only a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. The Sharks put up 43 shots. My first thought was, really? These San Jose Sharks put up 43 shots? three games for them. (laughs) Are you kidding me? But this is what the Ducks do. The Ducks give up 40-plus shots multiple times this season as well. So I get it. Yeah. I mean, that was the Sharks' best game in a while, and they still wound up. They still lost. I don't know how they lost that game. You know, because they're it's well, we know it's the five on five play with the Sharks. It's been brutal recently. Their their special teams have been really good, and that was the the kind of the key to that game was the Sharks were able to 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 shut down you know the Ducks power play, which has been really really good this year. Um, And the Sharks power play has been kind of clicking since the All Star break, but the five on five play has just been terrible since the All Star break. Um, I think they played eight games and they have nine even strength goals during that time. And yeah, nine even strength goals. Like I think it was like five or six power play goals. And then one uh, bear ban off goal with an extra man attacker at the end of the game to like tie a game. It's just been right. 
just their offense just cannot generate anything right now. They just have they have no unless if Timo and Hurdle aren't doing stuff, then there's just nothing going on in the offensive zone. I mean, right now the San Jose Sharks, for what it's worth, and it's not worth much, they're 25th in offense this season, which is no feels blend. generous. <laughs> feels generous compared to what we've seen recently. So, yeah, yeah. And this team power, without Reimer is going to be like Yotes Habs bad. This this is this is going to be ugly. Nothing is Yotes Habs bad. Nothing. Oh, we're about ready to see it in teal. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I will give the San Jose Sharks slash Barracuda a little bit more credit than that. At least there's some good young talent. At yeah. least there's something there, unlike the Coyotes and their youth who. By the way, quick little plug here. The Tucson Roadrunners blew a lead with two minutes left. It was Wednesday night against the Ontario Reign. I kind of, I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. They gave up. They quit playing. Mm. And that's kind of the Arizona way right now. <laughs> Sad to say. Hey. Yeah. I, I, know I'm, I know I'm bashing the Coyotes franchise, but with it's, good reason. It's it's easy. It's, you know, we've all it been is. there. So Sorry, Robin. Uh, power play is 20th. Hey, the Ducks power play has been clicking as of recent. They had two power play goals against Vegas for what it's worth. That's something. They had two power play goals against Boston, and they beat the Bruins. Hey, how about that? So the power hey, play has been... Yeah. We only lost to the Bruins 3-1. to one. Those Kings, those. <laughs> At least we're not the Kings in that situation. <laughs> Kings fans were pissed <laughs> off about that 7 to nothing loss. They were pissed they were so pissed to the point that they said you know what i'm that upset i'd be okay if the ducks beat them just to get some kind of revenge yeah people are saying and look what the ducks have done two power play goals against the boston bruins two against vegas so the power play is clicking as of recent did you know the ducks are fourth in power play percentage right now i did know that because i did my research before this game so yes i did know the ducks Yes. Almost 26%. At one point, they were top five in both power play and penalty killing, but the PK has kind of fallen off a little bit, thanks in parts to those awful games up in Canada against Edmonton and Calgary. But come on, that's Calgary and Edmonton. Their power plays are pretty elite, too. Yes, especially the Edmonton one. But God. Yeah. Yeah, that's all that Edmonton's good at is the power play, and that's about it. Kind of like the Ontario rain, but that's like a that's Thursdays, goals Thursdays and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at this matchup, I I know we're going to say the Ducks are probably going to win this. They're not happy. They're actually kind of ticked off that they didn't come back and beat the Vegas Golden Knights. So there will be a chip on their shoulder, and John Gibson certainly with the chip on his shoulder. But this might be Anthony Stolarz time because Stolarz does well against the San Jose Sharks. I'll go back to the game earlier this season. Stolarz stopped a ton of Sharks shots, Mm -hmm. wound up with the 4-3 victory, and I'll go back to last season because I still remember... No, I remember (laughs) this. I will not forget this. Anthony Stolarz had a shutout in the first end of a back-to-back at the Shark Tank. So the back end of that back-to-back, and I don't know if you remember this, the Sharks scored with about a minute left 
on Anthony Stolarz. It would have been back-to-back shutouts. I do and remember that, something. yeah. Yeah, and Duck's Twitter had a field day with that. I don't blame him because I love I love Stolarz. But come on, you couldn't give him the shutout. You just had to keep going. Come on. Yeah, we... There wasn't much to celebrate last year. There was Patrick Marlowe, um, and yeah, that was about it. So the Ducks had nothing else going on. At least give them that. Yeah, I'll go back in time and change it. So, all right, all right. we're gonna head into an intermission right now. If you don't mind sticking around, yes, go ahead. I want to learn more about uh, betting. Please inform me. Wanna... Okay, so let's talk about betting. We got. The latest lines at betonline.net, which is where the game starts. And, you know, football's over. Baseball's dead to us. But basketball's still going on. It's the NBA coming up to the playoffs. And you know what starts next week? March Madness, baby. One of the best times of the year. Fill out those brackets. Get the latest odds, totals, player props, and brackets and whatnot. Hey, you could even find out where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs and remains the best spot for scores, podcasts, and news this season. And hey, they also have hockey, boxing, UFC. They have lines for who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Sorry to say this, the Sharks are kind of close to the bottom right there. They're way down there. Does that help with your betting prowess? Uh, Yes, it does. Yeah. So are you going to head to the website today? I will. Yeah. So you could go there on your laptop or your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, by the way, is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly and don't bet on the Coyotes or the Habs. Well, the Habs lately. (laughs) The Habs lately. But be responsible. Yes. Welcome back to this crossover edition of Locked On Ducks. Sorry, Locked On Anaheim Ducks and Locked On Sharks, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm JD Hernandez. That's JD Young. How's it going, NorCal JD? We're still hanging in there. So, yes. Yes. See, I, I don't know what other modifiers we could use. We could say like NorCal JD, Handsome JD. Um, uh, I usually get the one half of the content, boys. That's that's the uh, the the kind of my dog is being really obnoxious right now. That's yeah. kind of the one half of the content, boys. Is usually the intro I get. So when Kyle and I are I, separated, I almost <laughs> wanted to say at one point Frosted Tips JD. Yes, that has also been, yes. Well, who among us of a certain age has not had their tips frosted at some point in high school? Yeah, who among us hasn't had lighter colored hair? Yeah, we we both. I'll admit I did it too. Well, am I I admitting something for the first time? See, I will let some things slip. I mean, I've had 495 episodes. Oh, by the way, just want to point out, 495. You know what that means? 500 yeah no we just hit ours we just hit our 500 yeah congrats on that my 500th will be next friday Ooh, big big one and i will have a guest a live guest for that one nice who's a live guest on a lot of my podcasts but it'll be a fun one so 
let's talk about this upcoming game, shall we? Who yes. should the Ducks expect in goal? <laughs> um, that's a great question. So the, since the Sharks do have a back-to-back uh, this weekend, um, you're going to get uh, either one Alex Daylock, who was not good enough to play on the Edmonton Oilers right now, um, or Zachary Salchenko, who's had four career um, appearances but has not actually made an NHL start yet. So you're going to either get – yeah. One of these guys is going to be their first game this year, uh, first start this year for the Sharks. So pick your so poison. So it's going to be either Alex Stalock, who was once not just a San Jose Barracuda, he was a Worcester Shark. Let me repeat yes. that. He was a Worcester Shark. It's been a while. Yeah, that was a decade ago. Or Sachenko, who for better or worse has been decent He's been best. solid. He's been solid this year in his relief appearances. Um, but again, I mean, you could tell the coaching staff hasn't trusted him because they let James Reimer play 13 games in a row uh, without, you know, like giving him a start, you know, against a team like maybe like the Kraken or the Islanders and stuff. But nope. Uh, so yeah, the, that tells you exactly what the coaching staff uh, thinks about Zachary Salchenko. So. I mean, I'll just put it out there. I've seen him twice this season, and both times he was dreadful. He was dreadful against the San Diego goals back in November. He gave up five goals. One of them was a complete softball. And just around Christmas time, oh, teddy bear toss night. That's what it was against the Ontario Reign. And he got ousted on that game. He was chased out. Yeah. He, He wasn't good. But yeah, so I mean, he's, he's he's been kind of the the backup for the Sharks since Aiden. Base between Hill and Reimer, they both one of them has basically been hurt since Christmas time. Um, so he's been the kind of the the backup, and again hasn't gotten a start, but he has looked solid in you know in a couple uh, replacement you know outings here. For um, I think there was there was a game against Pittsburgh where the Sharks gave up like six goals in the first uh, period, right. and then he came in. He looked really good against that that vaunted Pittsburgh team and then um yeah he he looked he looked good against vegas i mean I, I won't blame the two goal any of the two goals on him they were just you know terrible defense which has been the uh kind of a mainstay for the sharks the second yeah, half of the season he's an ahl goalie let's let's go oh, yeah he's an ahl goalie. yeah he's not the next yeah so and he's and he's not even a great ahl he's no lucas dostal he's not scoring goalie goals no of no. course not that was I don't know sweet. if you saw it. I did. You, you saw it? Oh, dude, I was excited about that. Oh, yeah, believe me. I've, if one of the Sharks goalies, if they score a goalie goal, I would not shut up about it. So <laughs> build a statue for that man. Hey, I, I I would not mind a statue for Lukas Dostal at some point. And he's yes. only 20. Let me. Oh, by the way, he's a young kid, too. Another one of those pipeline guys for the Ducks in the future. But that's another... Uh, yes. uh, so, yeah, so back to Sachenko. I will make a correction on myself because I just looked it up. That was not Teddy Bear Toss Night. Teddy Bear Toss Night was the Saturday. That was the Friday game. So oh. my my bad, folks. My, uh, my, like... my bad. Yeah, I know. Bad me. Bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay making some predictions just to have a little bit of fun here. Go ahead. I'm predicting. I think I said on our podcast, I think I said three to one ducks. So I think it's going to be a bloodbath this time. Uh, 
the they're the the ducks need this game because I mean you the the sharks opponents they're playing the predators and the ducks who are both teams right in the thick of that playoff race and yep. these are two points that the the ducks need especially after losing to Vegas um, and like I said without James Reimer I just this team right now James Reimer has basically been the glue for the sharks um, you know the, this season and unless Hurdle or Timo do something super special. Uh, they just do not have the offense right now. And, you know, there's still no Eric Carlson. He won't be back till next week. Um, yeah. You know, Mario Ferraro's RIP, um, broken uh, leg. Like the duck, uh, the Sharks just, they are just brutal right now. They, they that one just, is set. I like Ferraro too. He's okay. I think he's, he gets too much credit for being better than he actually is. Um, but he's fine. <laughs> Oh come on! I liked him as a Barracuda. I, I I thought he was fine. Yeah, no, like he's a perfectly good defenseman. Um, he shouldn't be playing with Brent Burns. That Brent Burns Ferraro pairing has been god awful this year. Uh, like he he's great. Like he's fine. I just he's not like, it, like there's just not much offense there. And yeah. I, I I want some. I like a little bit of excitement in my uh in my defenseman. So. <laughs> Give me the chaos like Ryan Merkley, the Ryan Merkley chaos experience. Yes. So, yes. So I'm I'm gonna be really bold here. I think it is going to be a shutout. Oh, per- fine. Awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go for nothing. On I think Kyle said shutout too. So yes. Did he really? Uh, I think so. Yeah. The 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 ducks need 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 this game and the the sharks are Look up, you know, it's it's draft season for us. So, yeah, um, I'm gonna look at the standings really quickly. The Sharks are way down there, so I'm gonna look at the it's, Pacific Division. It's actually not. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, the, the two to six spots I want to look at because it is close. Mm-hmm. The Kings did get a victory, so they surpassed Vegas. So the Los Angeles Good. Kings have 67 points. Vegas has 66. Edmonton has 64. The Ducks have 61 points. So if the Ducks do end up winning this game against San Jose, they'll have 63 and they'll be back in the thick of it. The Ducks are supposed to be rebuilding this season. It's an accelerated rebuild. Uh, What do you think when you see this young Ducks team with all that amazingly young talent? (laughs) Just keep rubbing it in. Uh, It's something the Sharks should have embraced a while ago, to be honest, you know. Um, I mean, the Sharks do have, they've got some exciting guys coming up, you know, they're, they're vaunted 2020 draft class and, you know, William Eklund will be on the Sharks next year, but like, you know, it's, it's, you look down at, you know, for Sharks fans, it's like, you look at LA and you look at Anaheim and it's like, they've gone through the proper rebuild and now they're starting to see the fruits of that labor. And, you know, for the Sharks, it's like, Hey, if you want to, win a cup, you got to compete with these teams right here, you know, in your own division. And so we were talking before where it's like, you know, it's like, we think Vegas is kind of, they're peaking right now, maybe starting to head down like your Edmonton's Edmonton. And like, that feels like Seattle's still going to be a couple years ahead away. So like the, these, you know, the, the SoCal teams are going to be the ones kind of, you know, taking the crown here with the Pacific division here real soon. So, um, you know, and it's I, I, like right now we're trying to find uh, William Eklund a friend, but it's still it's going to be a little bit yeah. before the the Sharks I think are going to be uh, able to kind of compete in the Pacific, especially if they decide to trade Hurdle and kind of fully 
you know, admit to a rebuild, which they're still dragging their feet on. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they would just go full in and say, we're rebuilding right now. I wish they would do that because there there's something there in San Jose. Like there, if they were to rebuild, mm-hmm. there is something that could be done. They could try to get at least a draft pick or two in this upcoming deadline. They could try to get something. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're definitely going to be major players, and I think, in the deadline. And, and you know, because they have a ton of cap space, you know, so they can yep. be kind of like last year where they were the middleman, you know, kind of helping absorb contracts and stuff. But I think, I mean, the big domino is Hurdle. And, you know, if he wants to resign, um, you know, then that I think that kind of puts off the, the rebuild. But if he's, you know, he says he wants to win a championship. And, I mean, looking at the Sharks right now, I just, I don't see the path to being relevant um for a while you know especially with with the contracts they have you know brent burns is still another four years um you know vlasic who is just a shell of himself is still another five years like the vlasic who who got healthy scratch earlier this season like you know eric carlson who who played really well before he got hurt but i mean that's still another you know five or six years uh logan guitar pricey contract too yeah that's a very pricey contract you know and and like logan guitar who's you know, like he's starting the the back nine of his career and stuff. And it's like these contracts, they're, you know, like you, you, you're kind of stuck with these guys. And there's, I know that kind of slows down the rebuilding process, but you can still kind of, I mean, like, you know, uh, like you look at teams, even like the Kings and the Ducks, where they had some of these kind of longer contracts and you work around them when you're, you're trying to, you know, add these young pieces and, and help to kind of try to accelerate it. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 just tough right now. I think the smart thing the Ducks did, and this is going back in hindsight, was buying out the Corey Perry contract. Yeah, you were going to have that short term. You're going to pay yeah. him six million dollars in dead cap space, and for this but it's season, not it's you're two using it for anything else right now, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, this is at least this is the last season that the Ducks are paying him this much money. I mean, yeah. yes, he's still getting paid to probably make the Stanley Cup final again because <laughs> yes. that's just the way of Corey Perry. Let's face it. Yes, but after seeing some of that dead cap space finally gone after the last couple seasons, the Ducks also have a lot of cap space, and it took three years for the now departed Bob Murray to say, "Hey, we're now on a rebuild, not just a retool or try to make something work," which did not work at all. Yeah, last you're just season. delaying the inevitable with that. So, yeah, yeah, we... and it it took him finally saying, "Okay, we're going to rebuild. We're going to shed this contract, get rid of this." And now all of a sudden you have the Ducks with a ton of cast picks. You know, the Denton Heinen contract, you know, he's like the Heinen contract is gone. And then you had the Ben Hutton contract that's gone. And it had a couple other contracts that were departed. The six million, the 6.725 <laughs> given to Corey Perry, that's gone. So now the Ducks have all this space to play with, all this cap space. They could still be sellers technically in this trade deadline because they have ricard raquel who's an expiring contract who could be going to a multitude of places the ducks do want to re-sign hampus lindholm possibly but the question is going to be term and i don't know if the ducks want to commit to having something super long term yeah they would prefer prefer to have three or four years at a somewhat higher amount that that's okay like three four years i'm okay with but if they can't agree to that then they may as well trade him and get something really good in return, like a first round pick, which they would be asking for because yeah. Lindholm is a good defender. But- yeah. And you know, it's like with, uh, 
like you were saying, whereas your delay or like, sorry, going back to the cap thing, it's like, you know, like the Sharks, they bought out Martin Jones last year, which they, they had to get rid of Martin Jones. You know, you couldn't run back Martin Jones again. And, you know, but it's like, is this the year where you just you buy out that Vlasic contract and, you know, because that's $7 million that comes off your books. And it's, you know, he he's he's just not the same guy that he was. And, yeah, you eat you eat it for a little bit, but then it's like by the time, like, you know, like the Ducks said, by the time your young guys are starting to come out, you're you're getting out of that plastic, that the big chunk of that money. And then if you want in free agency where you're, or free agency or the, or the trade or wherever, you can start adding these pieces to your core to help you try to become, you know, take that next step. So, yeah. Yeah, right I, I think you. what, I think one smart thing the Sharks probably should do is just buy out that Vlasic contract, make it super heavy out in front. Like you're going to pay him, Eight well, million. Hold on, maybe. I can get the cap friendly because uh, yeah. I've looked at it multiple times. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. What was so yeah? If they buy him out, uh, this they have to buy him out this summer. You know, um, right? It would be probably a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. So um, actually, it's not too bad. They so four million dollars this next year. Then two, four, three and a half, and then it's at like one point six eight for the next four years after that. So if they buy them out, um, that's not bad. No, that's not bad. So you know it's it's long, but again, you're not going to be very good anyway for the next couple of years. So you might as well just bite the bullet and yeah, buy it out, <laughs> buy it out. So yeah, well. I think we've adequately talked about our two teams. Once again, Sharks and Ducks on Sunday afternoon at the Pond. So that'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to a Ducks victory there. And hopefully oh, yeah. we can get back into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's happening. You're, you're embracing the tank. Oh, so, oh, we've been embracing the tank for a while, buddy. We are. <laughs> yeah. I was there last year. I remember that. Yes. And look where it landed. Macy McTavish. Yeah. All He's right. all right. He's no echo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey now. So let's tell all the fine folks where they can find you on the socials and find your show and all that jazz. Um, you can find me on Twitter at my fry hole. Um, you can find the show at Locked On Sharks. Also on Twitter, we are very active on there. Probably way too active. Um, but you know, our whole thing is we uh, shit post eighty seven percent of the time and we manifest thirteen percent of the time. You can also listen to us wherever you get podcasts. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we're at over 600 subscribers on YouTube. And the nice thing is we, we're really, uh, I think uh, you can attest to this, our draft coverage is, I'm going to say it's the best on the, the whole network. Um, so if you you do like getting, uh, you know, learning about the draft, you know, I know the Ducks will probably be a little bit behind the Sharks in the draft, but we do cover, we'll probably cover all 30 prospects and, you know, potential first round picks. So check out our draft coverage. Uh, we get experts on to talk about guys. Yes, go do that. Yep. Locked on Sharks. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. You can find my podcast and Locked on Sharks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, not Smoke Signal, but wherever podcasts can be heard. Don't forget to make Locked on Ducks and Locked on Sharks your first and second listens of the day. Check out check out the content, boys. They're pretty awesome. No, they're, they're cool. Yeah, I like, what, I like some we have pressed vinyls. What are you talking about? That's how we get our episodes out. <laughs> yes, vinyls. All right, uh, thanks for coming on again. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me, buddy. 
for Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together. We're going to finish the week like this. Quack, quack, quack. That is the dumbest hashtag also. I'm putting that out there. (laughs) Quack, quack, quack. Have a good weekend, everyone.